We've been on this wonderful journey in, in the book of Galatians. Our theme scripture is Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. It says, but when the time arrived that was set by God, God the Father sent his son, born among us of a woman. And we were talking, we've been talking about our time has arrived. And I just can't, I, I really wanted to be done with this. And the Holy Spirit is not allowing me to be done with this because he's not done with it. I don't know if it's because we're not completely convinced yet. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will repeat himself to us because we're not entirely convinced that our time has arrived. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will repeat himself to us because he wants to get something through the slowness of our ability to absorb and understand. But I'm asking the Lord that you would receive today from his word uh, and that you would determine, my time has arrived. That you would begin to make a declaration over your life. The the danger is that we live our entire lives waiting for something to happen. And we miss what's happening in the moment. I want to read, in doing that, I want to challenge you that one of the things, the one of the reasons, we, we started last Sunday with why you came. Christmas Sunday, we talked about why he came, but right now we're talking about why you came. Why are you here? The great question of life that many people all over the earth who have no understanding of Jesus running around in the earth going, what am I here for? Trying to figure out why they they exist. They live their entire lives from the time they're born until the time that they're laid in the grave with a great question that they never answer. And we sit in this moment this morning with the answer. Jesus. The covenant, the agreement that we have with him, the agreement that he has with us. Work hard, Jonathan. God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I love doing that to him because he's like... (laughs) Yeah, they try to slip out real inconspicuously and then get noticed from the front. Yeah, that's great. Hallelujah. Proud of him for going to work. How many of them don't? Amen. Oh, gosh, I could preach that. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 1. Turn the book of Ephesians. Chapter 1 and and verse uh, 17. The apostle is writing here, and he says a a couple of things to the church that I just want to give you this morning. I believe in the next few minutes that it will challenge you, that that, that will help you understand a, a little more of why you're here. Why you're here. It's wonderful to understand why Jesus came. It's wonderful to receive the gift of salvation. But after that, you've got to figure out why you're here. Why he sent you. God sent you just like he sent Jesus. Oh, some of you don't believe that. I heard, I heard an amen or two. God sent you just like he sent Jesus. So the ministry of Jesus, I'm, we'll get to that in a minute. I, I, got to, I got to get this in your heart. The ministry of Jesus, though Jesus was sent to die for our sins and, and, and to come as a spotless lamb and the sacrifice to forgive sins and, and to literally change the way the world viewed God and the way the world understood uh, who God was. Yes, he had, he had this big uh, uh, worldwide impact. 
generationally. But God sent you just like he sent Jesus. And you may live in a place of obscurity your entire life and no one may ever know your name, but God had an assignment for you that would change the lives of someone that you will influence and someone that you will impact. Sometimes mothers are raising their children and they're holding those babies in their arms and their world gets really small and they get lonely and dad's at work and mom's home alone holding those babies in her arms and she begins to think, I don't have anything going on in my life. You've got the most important thing going on in your life that could possibly be happening right this moment because you're investing the kingdom of God in a little child. You're singing the songs of faith over them and teaching them to walk with God. Oh, it may not be some big grand thing that someone's going to remember your name and they may walk through the cemetery after you've been laid to rest and wonder who that was. But, but if you are faithful over the assignment that God has given you, he sent you just like he sent Jesus. You have an assignment from God. I was sharing with Laura this morning. I can see I'm not going to get to that. We'll get to Ephesians this week or next week or the week after. It won't be next week. Benjamin's preaching next week. I'll be at camp. (laughs) The Apostle Paul said, I wish I would have brought this scripture now. The Apostle Paul said it was in the Amplified. He was speaking, I believe, to the Galatians. And and he was telling them, God has given us an assignment among you, a commission among you. The, the, The... Amplified uses the word commission. I'll just speak by the Spirit and we'll just go with it. The Apostle Paul says, we've been given an assignment among you, a commission among you, and we've not lived beyond our commission. We've not tried to stretch ourselves beyond our assignment. I think a lot of believers, a lot of people try to step outside their assignment. And when you do that, you get outside your grace. I know that we all hunger for, for me. we look at our life and there's times when we think, isn't there something better than this? Isn't there more than this? Isn't there greater than this? Everybody feels that. That's a normal thing to feel. But I assure you that if I live my life and die in this pulpit and I am committed to the commission of God in this place, My cry to the Lord is I will live in my assignment and I will live in my commission and I will serve who you assign me to serve and I will do with gladness what you have assigned me to do and I will not minimize it. Don't you minimize your assignment. Yeah, that's the word of the Lord today. You can read Ephesians later. Don't you minimize your assignment. God has given you an assignment. And you go to work every day, and it gets, really, it gets to be a really small world. And you see the same faces every day. You need to search in a fresh way the heart of God related to your assignment, related to the planting of the Lord that you are in the place that you are planted, in the family, in the house, in the job, in the, in the season of your life that you are in right now. It, it is so easy to murmur against God and to lose sight of the assignment. 
that you have been given. You're in your assignment. Don't lose sight of your assignment. Because here's, here's, what, here's what we do. We become the grumbler in the assignment. And do you know what happens when you grumble in your assignment? Everybody goes, oh, here she comes again. Oh, here he comes again. And they turn your, their ear off to the very voice that is supposed to be bringing life to them. And they tune out the very voice that is supposed to be a word of hope and a word of strength. Don't miss your assignment. Don't minimize that assignment. So the Apostle Paul prayed something. We'll go here in Ephesians and see if I can give you this in five minutes. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, this is what I'm asking God for you in your assignment. I've been in some workplaces I just hated. And I had to ask the Lord to give me this right here. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Becky, that's what Bishop was talking to you about in the desert, the spirit of revelation. That you and your job, when you're sitting at your desk or you're serving at your workstation or you're doing whatever your assignment is to do, that within your life would dwell the spirit of wisdom and revelation that would give you understanding of how to do your job and be the best at it of anyone there. My God, you're a child of the king. You are fully equipped. You ought to be shining bright. And if you're a believer and folks around you are saying, here she comes again, get free. Go see Steve. Get deliverance. Get that spirit of heaviness cast off of you so that a light can shine in your life and that the spirit of wisdom and revelation can flow through you so that you, in your place and in your assignment, can be an encouraging word to someone who needs to see Jesus. Now I'm preaching like a pastor. The apostle saw this as so vitally important. He said that the reason that you're here, I'm asking God that he would give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling. I'm, oh Lord, I almost said it. I guess I will. It is a shame for the world to be full of hopeless believers. It is a heartbreak to the heart of God for the world to be full of hopeless believers. I love Jesus, but my life is just falling apart and I don't know what I'm going to do. You go lay before the Lord. Pastor, pray for me. I'm, I'm hopeless. Well, I'll pray for you. But you know what you need? You need to lay before the Lord with your Bible open until the word of hope shines forth.
forth from the pages of Scripture and the Spirit of God inspires them within you so that you're not living. If I lay hands on you, you'll feel a Holy Ghost goosebump and you'll say, oh, what a wonderful moment we had in God, but tomorrow that won't be there. When you wake up in the morning and the alarm clock goes off and you've got to get dressed for work, you still have to go deal with the same circumstances you came forward for prayer about. And unless you have a word of hope in your life, you're a hopeless believer. I can't give that to you. I can't give you the word in your own heart. You have to go get it. I can't give you the promise of God. I can tell you that the promises are there. My entire life assignment is to stand in front of you and tell you that the promises of God are there. And then to do my best to live them in front of you and show you how someone who loves the promises of God tries to live their life. God, help me. And then I stand before you and I tell you that they're there. But you've got to go dig them out. You've got to live in the hope that belongs to you. Thank you, Pastor. Can you imagine? This is what what the apostle was praying. This is what he was agonizing in, in prayer. This was his intercession. He shared with them what he was praying over them in his private time as he called their name in prayer. He said, oh, God, that that you would give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you that you would be fully revealed in their life that you would be fully revealed in their understanding, that they would see you. If they see you, they won't be hopeless. That the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, that they would know the hope of your call. Oh, God, the calling that you have upon them, the assignment that you would have upon them, and the hope that is in it. I've done all kinds of things in my life. They worked in an industrial laundry. God, that was an assignment. (laughs) Worked for monkey words, we call them. Montgomery Ward. What an assignment. It was a horrendous, there was a horrendous season there. He delivered me from there into the industrial laundry. (laughs) Then I went to work for the government. Boy, that was interesting. But in all of these life assignments, these little things that came along, along the way, there was this cry in my heart about the hope of his calling, the the assignment that he has in me. It's not about this house or or not about this church or not about uh, a job or not. it's not, it's, it's, It's a rest in God that what he's given me and what he's called me and what he's equipped in me, that it would be lived out and fruitful wherever the assignment is. As God began to add children to our lives, and and there there were times when we embraced that, and there were times when we went, oh. I mean, you think about it. My children are grown. We look at each other with five kids around our table that came to us from other places, and we go, we would have been alone right now. And, uh, but on we go. And the joy of the Lord... Listen, if, if that, if what is accomplished from that becomes the, 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 the 
surprise song in the heart of God over our life. If, if five children, never knowing prostitution, never knowing drug addiction, never knowing prison, never knowing jail, knowing Jesus, knowing the love of God, knowing the word of the Lord, if that becomes the song in the heart of God over our life, that's just fine. Don't miss your assignment. It's an assignment in obscurity. It's an assignment with all kinds of seasons of nobody knows what I'm going through. Has anyone ever gone through this before? When you sit in the doctor's, in the waiting room of a crowded doctor's office for three and four hours just to be seen for five minutes with one of these little kids and you're like, oh God, I'm wasting so much time. It's true, huh? <laughs> angels, angels back there. She goes, she has to take her kids to the same doctor. It's a nightmare. <laughs> and you're like, where is all this? I'm not getting these hours back. I'm going to die and have lost. The, this, I think this way. I'm going to, have, to die and have lost these hours out of my life and never get them back. But you know what's happening in those waiting times? My little boys are sitting beside me. And they're watching how dad responds to stressful situations. And they're playing their little Game Boys and whatever that is. And and they're listening to how I deal with the people around me and the challenges that we're facing. And they're seeing Jesus. They're seeing us treat people around us who other people would shun with honor. They're seeing Jesus. Don't miss your assignment. Don't miss the joy of the moment that God has you in right now when you would really like to throw up your hands and quit and run. Well, there's times we want to run from our life. Don't kid yourself. Nobody's running. We're running toward what God has assigned us to do in this place. We're embracing what God has called us to do. And we'll stay in our assignment and declare that he is Lord. Declare that he is God. In your life and in ours. That you may know the wisdom that you may that he'll give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling. He has a great hope in what he's assigned you to do right now, today. Don't miss today. Amen. Because there's a better job coming tomorrow. Be all in today. Be all up in today. Be all about today. And what God has assigned you today. Because somebody needs to see Jesus in your attitude and in your actions. Amen. Let's stand together. I went over five minutes. You think Gabe will forgive me? The chef? All right. Father, we know why we came. We came to honor you, to obey you. We came for the hope of your calling. And there's so much more. But God, this year, you're raising us up to a new level of faith and a new level of of, uh, effectiveness in the kingdom.
we're not going to miss our assignment. Longing for something else. We're not going to miss our assignment. Reaching for something that you may not even have for us and frustrate ourselves in it. We give you praise for it. In the name of Jesus.